I'm Jory Monroe, an inbound professor here at HubSpot and the host of Skill Up, the show where you'll learn how to take your sales, marketing, and service skills to the next level. Let me throw out some numbers right up front. 69% of high-performing companies put communicating business goals company-wide as the most important and effective way to build a high-performing team. How about this one? Only 7% of employees know what they need to do to contribute to company-wide goals. You don't have to be a numbers person to know that's a huge disconnect. Your company needs to have a clear revenue goal, but unless your teams know how to contribute to it, your goals aren't going to do you a whole lot of good. So you'll need to help marketing and sales understand their role in achieving that goal. And the best way to do that? Implement a service level agreement between the two teams. Okay, so what exactly is a service level agreement or an SLA? An SLA is an agreement between a service provider and its customer that guarantees a certain output. When it comes to sales and marketing, we're talking about a two-way agreement. Marketing promises a certain amount of leads to sales, and sales promises to contact those leads within a certain time frame. With an SLA in place, marketing and sales become jointly accountable for delivering the revenue your company needs. And that enables you to hit your company-wide goals. To create the simplest version of an SLA, you need to know three things. One, the average conversion rate from lead to opportunity. Two, the average conversion rate from opportunity to close sale. And three, the average value of a sale. With these three pieces of information, you can calculate how many qualified leads marketing needs to send to sales in order for your company to meet its revenue goal. Here's Mark Roberge, who was the founding member of HubSpot's sales team, but has since left us to become a senior lecturer at Harvard Business School. At first, when we started this at HubSpot, um, we did a pretty good job. We knew that when we gave 100 leads a month to a mid-market salesperson, that they connected with half of them, uh, did 30 uh, discovery calls, converted uh, to 15 demonstrations, and closed five customers for roughly $800 of monthly recurring revenue, like clockwork, right? So you look at that across 10 or 12 reps, and that's easy math to say, listen, we've got 10 salespeople, each of them needs 100 marketing qualified leads each month, so you need to deliver 1,000 leads per month for that team. And that's, that's like top five or 10%, that's pretty good. Now, in that context, Sales does not get off the, off the hook. If marketing is going to step up and be that accountable to their deliverable, then sales needs to have the same level of accountability. And essentially what we created was a pretty simple dashboard that was like, it was called the don't be on it dashboard, right? So really simple. It's like anytime a lead wasn't called within 24 hours, boom, your name showed up with the number of leads that fall into that category. Anytime a lead that had been in the cycle for two weeks that wasn't called five times, then boom, that would show up on the dashboard. So you're really just codifying and programming in all the expectations of behavior that you had of your, you expected of your salespeople to work those leads with the right amount of rigor and the right amount of expertise to get a certain conversion amount against it. First things first, hell of a speaker that Mark Roberge is, right? Okay, getting sidetracked. Notice how Mark used those conversion rates to calculate how many qualified leads marketing needed to produce. In this case, it was 1,000. Then, marketing promised to deliver that many leads each month, and sales promised to contact those leads within a certain time frame. 
In this case, 24 hours. If these were the numbers for your company, your SLA would look something like this. Each month, marketing will deliver 1,000 qualified leads to sales, and sales will contact each of those leads within 24 hours of receiving them. That's the most basic form of an SLA, and it's a great starting point. Let's bring Mark back for a second, though. Because while this basic form of SLA is, as he puts it, top 5%, it can still be improved upon. Obviously, not all leads, even MQLs, are created equal. And what happened was, um, you know, when we measured the marketing team and they got behind on that SLA in a given month, um, they started to tweak the calls to actions that they went after, right? So as an example, we counted a, um, a VP of marketing that came to the site from a mid-market company and downloaded an ebook. We counted that as an MQL. That's a great lead. VP of marketing, mid-market company comes and downloads an ebook, right? Now you got a VP of marketing that comes to the website and requests a demo. That's a great lead too. Now, which one do you think closed at a higher rate? Clearly the demo request. It was about three times higher. And which is easier for marketing to get to convert on the site? An ebook, right? It's a lot easier to get a visitor to come to a website and download an ebook than it is to request a demo. So even in our top 5% SLA approach around MQLs and uh, marketing generated leads, there was clearly misalignment. And as the month went on and marketing fell behind on their SLA, all the calls to actions changed to ebook downloads and the sales team was like, where are the demo requests? Right? So we went back to the drawing board and thought about it and essentially what we did was we took a segment of leads and calculated what percent of them converted to a customer and how much those customers spent on our software, right? So we knew when a mid-market VP downloaded an ebook, 1% of the time that converted to a customer and they bought $100,000 worth of software. And we also knew that when a VP level executive at a mid-market company requested a demo, that converted at 3%. And they also uh, you know, purchased $100,000 worth of software. So if you multiply those two numbers together, you get a lead value at the time of conversion. You know that an ebook download on average is worth $1,000 to the company and a demo request from a VP is worth $3,000. And now it was no longer get 1,000 MQLs, it was generate $300,000 of lead value. And if you need to get there through 1,000 demo requests or 3,000 ebook downloads, I don't care. Do it either way. And we gave the correct credit to marketing for getting that higher value lead. So there was a profound moment that we were able to put marketing on a revenue quota, just like sales, and had that level of accountability. So again, a lot of numbers, but it's not as complicated as it seems. If you have your leads organized into the two by three matrix from last episode, then you already have your hand raisers, who close at a higher rate than other leads, separated out. With hand raisers out of the way, Calculate the close rates for each of the remaining six buckets in your lead qualification matrix. Then, funnel that information back into your SLA requirements. The results might look something like this. Every month, marketing will deliver $100,000 in lead value to sales. And sales will contact every marketing qualified lead within 24 hours of receiving them. See how that's a bit more specific from the previous example? But there's one last hiccup to talk over, and that's timing. 
You can't have marketing run this super campaign in week one, get to the 100,000 and go to sleep for three weeks. I just don't have the salespeople to call those leads and you're gonna waste a bunch of them. Similarly, you can't have marketing go to sleep for the first three weeks of the month and then run a super campaign at the end. I got reps sitting around for three weeks doing nothing. So, you know, when you have five salespeople, six salespeople, not as big a deal, but when you're gonna to start to scale, when you're gonna to start to grow, you know, you've gotta have a much more precise engine to hug that line really closely and make sure that the lead capacity you're sending to your sales team matches the sales capacity you have to receive it. Implementing an SLA is a recipe for growth. So you need to be looking forward and preventing problems before they start. As marketing gets better at delivering the right number of leads every month, they'll also need to get better at delivering those leads at a sensible cadence. For sales, the SLA requires contacting leads within a certain amount of time. Determining this time frame is one of the most delicate parts of designing the terms of an SLA. Marketing deliverables are calculated using math. You look at how much revenue you need in a month to meet your company's goals, and you figure out exactly how many leads you need to hit that goal. But how quickly should sales contact those leads? The correct answer is as quickly as possible. And even though that isn't specific enough to go into an SLA, that should always be the goal your teams have in mind. Why? Because the faster you contact your leads, particularly those hand raisers, the more likely they are to close. Here's Josh Harkis, founder of Huify and author of A Closing Culture. In fact, to give you some real hardcore data on this, most companies call MQLs or leads, is kind of what the overall study states, within 42 hours of them becoming a lead. Studies show if you call someone within five minutes versus waiting just versus if you call them within five minutes versus waiting 24 hours, you increase the chances of closing them a thousand times. Not a thousand percent, a thousand times. So just that move alone, knowing that all of your competition is most likely calling leads within 42 hours, in one year we 6x our revenue. And it was because even down to customer success, we were completely aligned that every lead needs to be called within five minutes. So in the beginning, if you're a newer company, you likely haven't gone through the analysis yet. But you can come up with some guesses and look at patterns. Work to put the infrastructure into place and then start measuring. But remember, even having a basic SLA will set you apart from the competition. So start with an SLA that requires marketing to deliver a certain number of leads each month and requires sales to contact those leads within a specific time frame. This is how you'll focus your teams on pipeline creation. And if you can get your SLA to that point, you'll give your marketing team a lot more flexibility in the number of leads they need to send to sales. Your sales will enjoy a steady stream of higher quality leads, and you'll discover what it really means to sell efficiently at a higher velocity. Next episode, we'll look at how you can keep both teams accountable to that SLA and solve problems that come up along the way. And to do that, we're going inside one of HubSpot's own marketing meetings. We've never released audio from how we put these meetings together, so you'll get first listen to all that and more coming up next. Oh yeah, I'll see you there.